So I am Pastor Evan. Good talking to you. Uh, last week we talked about the Eagles, right? But uh, yeah. So I thought we'd do a Valentine's topic. How's that? Ooh. I don't know. Do I really want to talk about that? Well, so let's let's uh, let's get into it. So I've been married twice. Debbie on the left, uh, my fiery redhead bride, uh, passed away in 2012, and I got to marry Lisa. Mary Poppins, perfect in every way, uh, on the right eight years ago, and God has been good. But I've been married almost 40 years total, and I learned a few things. So we're going to share that today, okay? And like I always used to say about Debbie, I used to say, when I grow up, I want to be Debbie. And now what I say about Lisa is when I go to heaven, I'll be working for her, because she's a way better Christian than me, (laughs) just being for real. So let's get into it. Ephesians 5. St. Paul says, he's talking about relationships, right? He's talking about relationships. And the first thing he says, he sets it up and says, submit to one another. Right? So he is your spiritual brother. Submit to him. She is your spiritual sister. Submit to her. And then in verse 22, for whatever reason. He says it again to wives. Now, why he's got to tell wives twice, I don't know. But wives, submit to your husbands. And then in 24, he says, but husbands, love your wives like Christ, who gave it up all, right? Who gave all for the church. So we as husbands, we're supposed to give it up. We're supposed to give it to them. We're supposed to actually give up and sacrifice our lives. So big and challenging words. And what does he mean by submit? So submit means to give in. It means to yield, right? You know, the the cars on the highway are supposed to yield. Yield. It means to let them win the argument. You don't have to win. It's okay to lose. Be a loser. Right? You heard that here. Be a loser in these relationships and these marriages. It's okay. And, and, and let them decide. So Lisa and me, here's how the dinner conversation goes. She'll say to me, what do you want for dinner? I've learned to say, why don't you give me two choices? She'll say, well, we could do salmon or we could do veggie chili. And I'll go, hmm, salmon sounds good. She'll go, I don't know. I was thinking veggie chili. Let's do veggie chili. See, that's what I mean. Like, let her decide it's okay. You know, I don't have to win. I'll enjoy the veggie chili just fine. I can have my sausage when I go to the diner. But, uh, yeah, let them decide. Focus on them. Focus on your spouse. Focus on the one you love. Focus on the love of your life. Focus on your significant other. It is not about me. And nobody needs reminding of that more than me. It's not about me all the time. It's not about me. So disclaimer, I'm going to use that three-letter word. If you've got little kids and they're more comfortable in the classrooms, it's not too late to take them over to the kids' classes, okay? But we'll have a little bit of adult talk today. It is Valentine's week, right? So, And a lot of you are single. There's stuff here for you because let me tell you, Before I married Lisa, she was ready. She got all this stuff. She had it nailed down. 
And so, wow, marry that girl. And, and some of you uh, are in a relationship, maybe not a married relationship, but you have a significant other. Whatever you call your relationship, this topic is for you. And some of you, you know, you have like a, a what seems like a flipped relationship. A dad might be a Mr. Mom. A mom might be a, a breadwinner of the family. It's okay. And we're going to talk about 10 needs today. What are the typical guy needs? What are the typical gal needs? But mix and match them. We all have these 10 needs, and we all need to be served by the one that we love. Great book, and I'll talk about that a little bit more later, but a lot of what I get came from that. So, ladies first, surveys say that for a woman, her first need is affection. So me being a guy, I didn't know what that meant. I asked my wife. I asked my daughter-in-law. Surprisingly, neither of them mentioned groping. Surprise, you know. And I can grope among the best of them. I really can. You know, I squeeze and pinch and grab. I can, just being honest. But that's not affection. Hey, that's for me. So for, for gals, I said, what, what does it mean then? They said, well, hand-holding. Putting your arm around. Oh. You know, cuddles, but not cuddles with an agenda. Right? It doesn't have to be about sex all the time. Okay, so there's, there's, there's just affection. Oh, and there's affection to words, too. Now, when I was in my 20s, I learned something that was really a lifesaver for me. And I realized, like, I thought things about Debbie, but I wouldn't say them. I thought nice things. So I would think, like, wow, I like the way her red hair flips around her ear. But I wouldn't say it. So I taught myself a guy. Guys, remember, it's like a one-two punch. I would think it right away. I would say it. I, I taught myself to do this. I practice. Think it. Say it. Think it. Say it. So if I thought like, wow, I like the way her hair flips around her ear, I'd say, honey, I like the way, right in the spot, honey, I like the way your hair flips around your ear. So you're thinking it already. Because you guys look at your girl a hundred times a day. Say what you're thinking. Words of affection. All right, his need number one will not be a surprise. Yeah, not a surprise, right? Surveys show their number one need for guys is sexual fulfillment. So one time, Pastor Rob and I were at breakfast, and he said, you know, you should always ask your spouse what they like. So what do you mean? He said, well, you know, people like what they like. We don't know why they like what they like, but they like what they like. So when you talk about the bedroom and things like that with your spouse, share what you like. If you want to come into the bedroom wearing a raincoat and galoshes, it's a little creepy, but, you know, if that's what you like, share that with your spouse. <laughs> hey, but listen, TV and porn, and we all watch junk, right? Those people are actors who are acting. Hello. Actors who are acting. You know, nine times out of ten on TV, they don't use a bedroom. They just push up against a telephone pole or something. It's not real. Actors act, right? So don't put unhealthy, unreal expectations on your marriage that your romantic life has to be that. It's acting. Okay? Find out what a, a true, wonderful, beautiful marriage sexual relationship is. And ladies, I got to say this, though. It is his need, his number one need. 
according to God, according to St. Paul, 1 Corinthians 7, 5, do not deprive each other of sex. It is your job, ladies, to meet his number one sexual need, to make sure that it happens. And the gaps between are not too far. It's got to happen. And I know, I don't know what God was thinking. He made guys want it 10 times more than girls. I get that. I, I don't know what he was thinking. But ladies, it's your job to meet that need and don't deprive each other. The last thing to do would be to say, well, he hasn't met my needs, so I'm not going to meet her needs. Or, or, or she hasn't met my needs, so I'm not, you know, play that game, right? Somebody's got to go first. Somebody's got to go first, and they got to meet the needs. So ladies, take care of this because we want to have a fair, proof marriages, right? So take care of the need and talk to one another about how things are going in this regard. Her need number two is conversation. So, you know, Lisa and I go to a restaurant, and like everybody else, sometimes the conversation stops. But I know conversation is her need. So I Google it. Sounds stupid, but questions for married couples. Questions to ask your partner on Valentine's Day. You Google it. You get a whole list of questions. And so I'll ask her one, and then, and then I'll respond, and, and we just talk. It might be something silly, what's your favorite movie or whatever, but it gets the conversation flowing. And then where do you talk? Where do you talk with your spouse? So we like to do a lot of outdoor hiking and walking. We talk there. We also talk when we're at a restaurant. But if we don't hit the park and we don't hit the restaurant, I make sure we talk. Because it's her need, see, right? It's her need. So I say, well, we're not going to watch TV and eat tonight. No, we're going to take the food and sit at the table. No electronics. And we're going to talk and eat. Because she needs to talk. Her number two need is conversation. His number two need is recreational companionship. So Lisa and I met on Match.com. Cool, right? A lot of you have played that game. <laughs> I know. I know. I've been there. Um, and I did a lot of, yeah, I met some ladies with what I called Starbucks dates. So two cars drive up, have a nice conversation. Two cars go home. Nobody gets killed. Right? Ladies, be careful out there, right? Two cars drive up conversation, two cars go home. And it was good, but I was talking to Lisa on the phone before we dated, and I said, well, why don't we have a Starbucks date? She said, doesn't sound like those are working out too well. How about if we go for a, a hike? So our first date was a hike. And we started hiking every week. And then we started hiking twice a week. And one day I thought, I don't think I'm ever going to want to stop hiking with this girl. So I asked her to marry me. And that's how it works. So my point is this. Whatever you did when you were dating, keep doing it. Right? Keep dating. Get the babysitter and date. Get out there. Whatever is once, twice, whatever you can do, by hook or crook, get out there and date and do the things that you did originally because we got to keep the flame burning. Now, I like the cycle. I was hardcore as a single guy, right, between Debbie passing away and, and finding Lisa. I cycled tons. You know, I have a road bike, and I was doing long distances and, you know, 
fast as I could and, and a grueling, like, you know, cyclist thing. So I thought, well, I'll cycle with Lisa because she needs to be my recreational companion. Well, it's a little different because when Lisa cycles, when Lisa cycles, it's like, oh, look at the birds, you know? Or she'll, hey, she's talking to me like this. And then lo and behold, she hits a pothole twice. She got injured. And my mom said to me, what are you doing to this girl? I said, no, no. all right. So I had to come up with a new idea. So we did this. There you go. So I can pedal as hard as I want. She can pedal as hard as she wants. I can watch her potholes. She can watch the birds. It's okay. And don't tell her, but that handlebar in the back doesn't actually steer the bike. She thinks... But no, I got the steering. I'm doing that. But yeah, we get out there together, you know. We do what we love, and we do it. We love being outdoors. So get out together. Her need number three, honesty and openness. Now, some of us, and listen, guys, I know as I talk, there are wounded hearts in the room. And some of your relationships have been wounded by an honesty breach. That will take a few years to heal, but it can be healed. That will take a few years to heal, but it can be healed. So a, a little idea is, you know, read a book out loud together. I'm going to show you three books today. Sit down on the couch. You read a page. She reads a page. It's cheaper than counseling, right? Read out loud together. And guys, you got to talk about your feelings. Now, I know this is hard, so I'm going to teach you real quick. Um, she says, how was work today? You say, okay. Good. All right. You know, one word answers, typical guy stuff, right? Add on a feeling. I know this is weird, but say something like, I felt nervous today because I wasn't sure we were going to meet that Tuesday deadline. I was a little anxious today because the boss was cranky. You know, I, I was cranky today. I don't know why. I don't know whether I'm not sleeping well. I just felt cranky or I felt tired today. You know, so she, believe it or not, she wants to know how you feel. You wouldn't think that, but she wants to know how you feel. So you've got to use that word, I feel, and put something at the end of that, not the one word responses, because she needs honesty, but she also needs openness. She wants to peer into here. She wants to go deeper and her knowledge of you. His need number three is an attractive spouse. So, a few weeks ago, Lisa and I are in the kitchen, and she's talking like she usually does. I'm half listening like I usually do. I'm a guy, right? You know, I'm half listening. But I didn't miss those words. Mom jeans. The words mom jeans popped out of her mouth. I said, whoa, 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 mom jeans? What, what is a mom jeans? And she said, well, you know, they're higher-waisted, they're looser-fitting, they're maybe a little pleated. I thought, oh, time out. I had a mom, she ain't you, okay? I had a mom, she ain't you. Uh, so, you know, we kind of worked out a deal because um, she bought one pair of jeans for herself and one pair of jeans for me. Because I'm a pastor, but I still like this. And mom jeans kind of look a little like this to me. But we kind of compromised on that. But listen, you know, she is my attractive spouse. 
and I find her attractive. And so, you know, but attractive is, you know, according to your age and according to your stage. If you're 70, you can't look 25. If your body has spit out seven or eight kids, it's going to show some wear and tear, let's be honest, right? So we got to be, you know, relatively good. We got to keep after it. We got to, you know, we got to dress it up, paint it up a little bit. Whatever we got to do, we got to try to be reasonably attractive for our spouses. Okay? Raquel Welsh just died this week. She was a superstar sex model in her 30s, you know, 20s. She was 80 when she died. But she looked pretty good for 80. So you got to do your best for your age and for your stage. Now, ladies, do not say, <coughs> do not say, do I look fat in this dress? Do not ask your husband that. And, you know, if you want to know how you look, if you're too overweight, or ask your girlfriend, don't ask him. But guys... As your pastor, if your wife asks you, do I look fat in this dress, you have my permission to lie through your teeth, <laughs> right? Baby, you always look good, but today, you look extra good. Yeah. And you know, I'm teasing, but here's the thing. Guys, you need to find the beauty in your wife. Because her physical appearance may have some strengths and it may have some weaknesses. But like I said about Deb, you know, that hair that flipped around the ear? That was the beauty I found in her. And you better find the beauty in your wife because if you don't, somebody else just might. And you better appreciate her body as it is today. I know she's working on it. But you know what? There's a guy out there for every body type. There's a guy there that loves every body type. So take care of what God's given you and enjoy her body as it is today. Number four, she has a need for financial commitment. Now, I know I know a lot of the women earn more than men, and that's cool. I hope Lisa earns five, ten times what I earn. That would be great. <laughs> but, but it's not about who earns more. For thousands of years, men have been going out to the fields. For thousands of years, men have been hunting, you know, and doing what... And there's just something hardwired in us that women want to see us work. Solomon said in Proverbs 10, a lazy hand causes poverty. So the Bible talks against laziness. So, for example, if you're unemployed, you got to get off your tail and try as hard as you can to find a job. Because she doesn't expect, I've been unemployed, she doesn't expect that you're never going to go through unemployment, but you got to show her that you're going after it, right? you got to show her that you're trying to make a financial commitment to the family because she's hardwired to look for that. She wants to see you trying. There's a woman I love very deeply whose husband spent two years sitting on a couch not getting the job that he needed, and she had to get a second job just to pay the bills, the electric bill. It's not right. Okay, so the women need to see us go after our jobs. They need to see us work hard at our jobs. They need to see us go to work on time every morning because financial commitment is naturally important to a woman, surveys say. His need, correspondingly, number four, is for domestic support. Now, same kind of thing. I know it's 2023, and things change. And believe me, I'm really good at making coffee on the Keurig. I promise you, I can make a mean cup of coffee. I do love doing the dishes. I do love doing it. So we got to share the chores for sure. But again, for thousands of years, right, there's been a lot of service, like 
domestic service, home support, however you want to say it. I want to say it right. But, but we're used to receiving love and care from the woman in our life, right? And ladies, guys, I'm sorry, but, you know, guys are like boys grown up. Right? You, you know what I'm talking about. Like, we're, we're still little boys at heart. We're kind of like boys, but we're bigger. So there's a piece of us that likes to be mothered. Yeah, we like to be mothered. We like to be cared for. We like somebody to cook a meal for us. We just do. We can't help it. And, and, and but ladies, I will say this. Guys are simple. You take care of just two things. The belly and one other part of the body, they're good, okay? Take care of two things. I, I, I raised four sons, and when they weren't fed, they were cranky. You take care of the belly and take care of that other thing, and really, guys are easy. You can win at this game. You can win at this game. Number five, she has a need for family commitment. So, you know, I had a biological family, four sons and all that, but now I was birthing a step family. Woo! different, challenging. I read up on it, and one of the things I read in these books I read, I realized that there was only one person who could take down my new relationship, my new marriage, and that was my wonderful, sweet stepdaughter-to-be, Jessica. Because let me tell you something, guys. If she's got to choose between her kid and you, you're out, okay? So I learned this, and I thought, wow, I've got to really build a relationship with Jess. So we, we kind of, you know, we read up on it, and Lisa, she was the one that would have the hard conversations with her biological daughter, you know, hard conversations about college and things like that, and, and maybe a little bit of the discipline that might have been necessary. Me, I took the role of let's talk about dreams. So Jess and I would go out to breakfast, and she could dream about what she wanted to do. She wanted to move to California. That's where she's at now. And uh, we dreamed together. We built a relationship. And it was kind of weird for her. But when it came time to pick out an engagement ring, I said, hey, Jess, you want to go with me? We went down the jeweler's row together. And we forged uh, a relationship together. And there we are. So that's Jess. That five-foot-one-inch little girl, young lady, is the only thing that could have tore apart this marriage. So I took care of that. And she correspondingly took care of me. And it's not about manipulation. I love that girl. Like, she's a daughter to me. So don't miss the chance to love somebody that God gives you anew in your new step family. Number five, he needs admiration and respect. Romans 12 says, honor one another above yourselves. And there's a book. Women want love, men want respect. I'll say it again. Women want love, men want respect. So ladies, be very, very careful of the words that come out of your mouth. Not just the words you say to him, because he's going to remember, but, but the words you say to your friends, right, about him. Because what you think of him is going to come through. And if your heart doesn't admire him, that's going to come through. And trust me, he knows whether you admire him or whether you don't admire him. He knows it. And I hate to say this, but if you don't admire him, there'll be another woman 
at will. And someone else will try to get a wedge in between your marriage. And I get it. Everybody's got strengths and weaknesses. And you may be thinking, I don't really admire that guy. There's something good in him. The hair that flips around the ear, right? There's something good. You got to find it and you got to compliment it. And ladies, it changes everything. You want your husband to mow the lawn, you say, whoa, baby, when you mow that lawn and your muscles are bulging, whoo, makes me warm. He'll mow the lawn twice a week. So, you know, uh, find the admiration, Find the respect and speak it and think it. And when, when you look at him, let him know that you admire him and he will never leave. Last thought. Debbie had 12 years of cancer. We pledged for better or worse, richer or sickness, health. So you say, well, Pastor Evan, this is hard. You don't know him. Pastor Evan, this is hard. You don't know her. Pastor Evan, this is hard. I came from a background. I've been abused. I've been divorced. I get all that. That was hard too. So respectfully, don't tell me how hard it is to be married to your spouse. Because I know hard. I know hard. For better, for worse. For richer, for poorer. for sickness, for health, for as long as we both shall live. Get this book. Get this book. A book I wrote might help. Talks about the commitment at the end. Find it on Amazon. Hey, um, we're going to have a marriage seminar. If you want to continue this conversation a little bit more, uh, meet in the gym the first three Sundays of March. Meet in the gym, 11 a.m. I'll be there. You'll be there. We'll talk about love and respect. We'll talk about his needs, her needs. We'll talk about where you're at. And we'll grow together better in the love of Christ. Amen? I know this is hard. And I know a lot of you aren't even sure what to do with it. I'm single. I'm divorced. I'm struggling in my marriage. I got one foot out the door. God has a plan. He has a wonderful future for you. He has a hope. Do not give up. Stay true to the end. God bless you.